Welcome, everybody. This is the Realities Artist Podcast, a.k.a. also whatever the hell this is, Bigfoot Documentary Interviews. Chris Matthew, uh, you've been on the show before. You are a fucking great. We love you. You are a friend of the show. Thank you so much for coming on, man. Oh, thank you for having me, man. It's a blast. Every time we talk, I have a good old time. We're going to do the same thing today. I know it. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. So we are talking about Bigfoot, dude. Yeah, yeah, Bigfoot's my bud, man. He's become a, quite a good friend of mine, even though I haven't had any, unfortunately, I haven't any encounters, but become super interested in the topic the past few years. So where are you, Matthew? You're out, uh, Matthew. <laughs> my my uh, my nephew, like, is my little brother. His name is Matthew, so I just started, yeah. Anyways, it's one um, of my names. <laughs> yeah. uh, so you're out in Colorado. Is, so am. Bigfoot is, Bigfoot, he lives out in Colorado too, doesn't he? Oh, from what I hear, he lives everywhere, man. I, I got to get into a story with you later about like Bigfoot, interdimensional Bigfoots, like in your backyard and shit. Uh, there's this lady who believes that she, they're constantly surrounding us, but that's a whole different story. But yeah, Colorado um, is beautiful out here, man. The wilderness is awesome. I love going hiking in the mountains. Um, I, Ryder and I actually went hiking a few weeks ago and heard some weird howling that we weren't sure what it was, but I'm not going to say it was a Bigfoot. Although uh, my friend Ken Schwartz, who is also the chief science officer at C60 Purple Power, he said he's had some uh, encounters that include like wood knocks, uh, tree branches breaking, howls, things like uh, gifting. He, they would leave him little items. And that seems to be this like this new thing that people are doing with Bigfoots is gifting is like exchanging little weird items. Uh, I, I would love to try that. But uh, I went to Bailey Outpost the other day. I, I mean, um, Sasquatch Outpost the other day, which is in Bailey, Colorado. It's this little Bigfoot specialty store out in the middle of nowhere in the middle of the woods and in the mountains. And it was awesome, man. They, they had all kind of cool stuff there, and I got to check out the area. But no, no Bigfoot sightings or meetings yet, unfortunately. We just did our big hunt uh, the last, yeah. I guess it was last weekend, and it was, dude, we had a fantastic time. I got to go out hunting with my 15 year old son and his buddy and my partner. So we were out in the middle of the woods, and I bought a six pack of beer. It was, it was like a skunk ape. IPA or something, you know, had to be festive and yeah. <laughs> right on. And yeah, man. We were looking, man, and we found some pretty interesting stuff. I don't know like what I'm supposed to talk about until the big, until the documentary comes out, but like we definitely, we were trying to do the wood knock. So we were out there trying to communicate with Bigfoot and we gifted, uh, we thought it was a female that we were communicating with telepathically and we left a summer sausage for her, but she didn't ah. <laughs> oh man we left it out that night and she didn't come for it so it was Hell there yeah. in the morning <laughs> so you you feel like you were possibly psychically uh maybe connected Dude, to something all of us were we were all and it was it was funny man we were all so we were we'd stop 
like while we were hiking, we were like deep in the middle of nowhere, dude, like right under Mount Hood, this really beautiful, like crazy, uh, crazy forest out there. And then like in the middle of it, we'd stop and we'd refocus and we'd just be like, all right, we're all here. We're all putting out our intention. We're all putting out like positive intention. We're not here to hurt you. We're here to communicate. We just want to like, you know, talk to you sort of thing. And it's almost like a little prayer time, like a little meditation session that we were doing. And dude, we were getting um, like pictures in our heads and we were getting, and it, it was funny, man. It was all, we were getting eyes. We kept getting eyes. Like they were watching us and yet we all saw the same things. It was, it was really crazy, man. It was, it was an interesting experience. Right on. That makes me think of today's interview. Uh, it's actually in the title, Mystical Sasquatch. Uh, nice. The gentleman I interviewed today, Michael Harrell, he's had tons of mystical experiences. We're talking about his uh, his spiritual uh, growth and some, some profound things that had happened. And among one of the things that's happened is communication with uh, a Sasquatch being um, and you know, getting information from these beings. And f- according to the information he supposedly got from these things that they are uh, here as some sort of spiritual guides. They're not supposed to interfere with humans, but they show up when they have to and maybe help us in certain ways. He was saying like that there's certain like um, gurus and masters of the past who would have to go out into the wilderness in the middle of nowhere to prove themselves. Either they would go out there, prove themselves or they die. And at this point, the Sasquatch would show up and, you know, show them their spirit animal or guide them through these hard times that they were supposed to be experiencing, you know, going off to become these uh, ascended masters or whatever they're trying to do to prove, you know, what they're, they are spiritually and Bigfoot with these being apparent with Lee, uh, apparently would always intervene and help them through and, you know, show them what they needed to see. I find that very interesting. And it kind of makes me think of, you know, that they are all around in those areas, just kind of watching if they have the ability to, you know, phase in and out and which, you know, I'm starting to believe the more and more I hear from people who do this deep research. That, yeah. These, these fuckers can get interdimensional. They can become invisible. They can phase out of our vision, whether it's them affecting, our perception or they're actually able to change their molecular structure to where they become fucking invisible i don't know it's pretty it's pretty crazy though uh and the psychic communication is another thing uh yeah. I've had quite a few guests lately that talk about that they'll go out into these rural areas especially if they're like have an intention on maybe finding a big fur or something they'll get this kind of strange uh feelings and communications either they're not supposed to be there or that they're being watched and they get this kind of overall nervousness or some people get this loving feeling it's very yeah. interesting yeah, so I've I've heard both too. Yeah, and from from certain folks that like they'll be out there and one encounter that um from a gentleman that I talked to said once he made eye contact with his Bigfoot, everything in his life changed and it made that psychic connection between them. And so he says that like he can almost talk to him at any time. And they can they like give him advice sometimes or he can ask them questions and they have like 
very deep metaphysical answers. It's a very interesting thing. And so that is kind of funny. I'd never heard that about like the ascended masters or the folks that were going out looking for wisdom would run into a Bigfoot and they would get help along the way. Sometimes they obviously wouldn't even know as a Bigfoot. They'd appear as something else. And apparently he said that these guys are very in close relation to extraterrestrials, to certain types of uh, interdimensional beings or what you would consider extraterrestrials. And some of these uh, even kind of work together for humanity's spiritual development. It got pretty wild, some of these stories, but, you know, I have to consider everything. It was, it was uh, definitely something that uh, that piqued my interest when he was discussing it, um, especially when you take the fact that these beings um, usually have a malevolent sense to them, and when you add all the evidence together that we've been finding out about lately, like the, the psychic and the gifting, uh, they seem to... Uh, Uh, have some sort of benevolent interest in us and they don't seem to want to harm us in any way. There's very rare stories I hear of Bigfoot where people are being attacked. Although uh, on the other, on the other hand, even my guest today said there are, it's the duality in, in everything. There are good and bad in every types of species of being. And there are evil Bigfoots. You know, there are little yeah. clans that don't really like humans and don't want to have anything to do with us and don't want us to be spiritually involved and uh, evolved and may even, you know, eat us if we get too close. I don't know. Yeah, that's actually what I heard from uh, this one gentleman. He was talking about the different species of Bigfoot. And well, one thing that I found really fascinating. So he was communicating with the Bigfoot and he was actually like looking at it through his scope with his rifle because he was out. He was out like hunting. Right. He was in like in a hunting blind and it saw him and that's how they made eye contact. And it was passing like a peaceful, loving presence to him. He was saying like, hey. you know, this, you know, whatever it was, and he was just talking to it. But he said to the left of it, like, just like maybe a couple yards away, was this other creature that was enormous, this like 10 foot tall thing with the head of like a fucking, he said, it was like, oh man, what was the dog you described? Anyways, it was a dog man, man. And so dog man and Bigfoot were kind of hanging out and he got this like aggressive feeling and it was talking to him. They were having this like telepathic conversation between the three of them. And that the dog man was like, Hey, he's got a gun and he's pointed it at us. And, and, he was like telepathically talking to them and Bigfoot saying, Hey, I'm just looking through the scope. My finger's not on the trigger. I'm not here to do you any harm. I'm just using the, you know, just using the scope. Cause oh, wow. dog man is like, I will go up there and I will tear you to pieces. <laughs> and so Bigfoot actually saved him. Bigfoot told him, he's like, no, just chill. His finger's not on the trigger. He's not yeah. trying to harm us. He's just looking at us, you know, and I thought that was super fascinating. But he was also telling me that there were different species of Bigfoot. And there is these ones that they call face eaters. And they are about like these 12 foot big, like orange eyed, crazy ones that do eat people. Wow. That's terrifying. Terrifying. Man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, now the, the link that I was just discussing earlier with the possible, uh, extraterrestrials. I think that if we shifted a lot of the research that we're doing now into extraterrestrials and we shifted it towards like Bigfoot research, I think we would get a lot more information about both. I think we would get a lot lot further. 
yes, there'd be more crossover and we ain't got to go looking in, in the sky or outer space or interdimensional. You know, they they have been actually sighted in our dimension. We know that they have the ability to cross over. There's been uh, apparently physical evidence of these beings. And apparently there's uh, the more research that's done. There's a lot of connection to what's going on with the ET and UFO phenomenon. So yeah. I think if we kind of shifted a little bit, maybe focus more on this stuff and or take some of those brilliant researchers that are looking into the et phenomenon and bring them over to the bigfoot side and see what will happen that's the problem with you know people's egos in these communities they get too far deep into you know a belief system or something and they don't want to kind of cross it over and look at the other side of things yeah and i think we'd get a lot further in all this research if we did that so uh, speaking of not looking to the sky for bigfoot um or UFOs of what I thought was fascinating. I was talking to a, another uh, friend of ours, actually, a mutual friend of ours, Jim Bob Ovalshorts. Mm. Uh, we, he, me and him were just discussing this actually. And he says that like, if you look at a map, so we, we were discussing this. So like missing persons map, like where there's heavily missing people. Then you also put down a map of uh, where the deep underground cave systems are it like correlates exactly like it's pretty fascinating. And he says that if you throw on a Bigfoot sighting map on top of there as well, there's huge correlations. And so that almost leads to maybe them being a physical creature and maybe be living inside the earth. Yes. I love that. that? Theory. Yeah. I love that theory too. Um, there's so many of these things, cryptid like creatures that have been associated with coming in and out of the ground. Uh, you know, the, the Hopi Indians count, uh, recounted the ant people that helped them during tragic times and cataclysms. And who knows what ant person is really describing. But I think that there's all sorts of uh, intelligences and creatures and uh, entities that we can't perceive that are probably in these like underground type of realities where it's not necessarily our vibration or our reality or something. If you dig underground, you'll be able to see it. I think it's, it's, you know, not only is it underground, but it's also in a different frequency or perception. And I think there are places all over the planet like this. I think there are places inside mountains like this. I think that there are places in the woods like this. I think that's where a lot of fairy lore comes from. I think there's just inner, these portals that people can go that have actually probably walked into and never came out. I think I told you the story uh, about the conference I went to where I saw the footage of the people, uh, the investigative team actually walking into a portal. Did I tell you that one? No. Okay. Well, I have to tell you that. I was at a UFO conference um, in 2021, and uh, they had a team of investigators that are actually um, Trey Hudson and his team. They do the Meadow, which is kind of like a, a Skinwalker Ranch type place. Well, I've heard of it. Yeah, it's, it's pretty incredible. They were showing video of their investigative research, and these guys are no joke. These are former military. These they're not trying to pull wool, wool over anybody's eyes. Is this in Washington? No, it's in Alabama. It's in Alabama. Okay. Yeah, they're not trying to pull wool over anybody's eye. They're not trying to fool anybody. It was legit research. They had legit equipment, and it was badass. Okay, so what they what happened was they were monitoring this field one evening, and they, they had uh, infrared cameras, regular cameras, all kind of stuff, monitoring it. Well, all of a sudden, on the equipment shows up what appeared to be a gigantic black cube just in the middle of the meadow. And they, so they they send somebody to go out and investigate. They send like three or four people from their team to was go. Was it on the ground or was it in the it air? It was on the ground. 
from the ground about 20 yeah. feet up 20 feet 20 foot cube 20 foot by yeah. 20 foot cube dark just blackness that looked like a cube so they start to walk out there and they can't see anything it's too dark but they're watching them on the infrared camera they can see their heat signature as they get to where this black cube is they disappear all i think it was four people uh, and I was, I actually talked to people, those people about what their experience was like in there. They said that it was, it, the temperature dropped about 10 degrees. It, the, the air felt different and denser and they were running into picker bushes that did not exist in that terrain. They were running into strange, weird bushes and trees that did not exist any, like anywhere in the state. Like they, they were, they were in a completely different somewhere. They, they, had the upside to, down. they had to backtrack, walk around the whole time. All the, the people monitoring the, the infrared camera can see just big black cube. That's it. So the whole time they're, uh, they're trying to backtrack, find their way out of this, whatever interdimensional cube they get. And all of a sudden they pop out of the other side of the cube, which was like almost 20, 20 feet away. It was the most insane. And I saw that. I saw the footage. I, I talked to the guys about it. Uh, unfortunately, I think one of the gentlemen developed some kind of cancer after mm-hmm. being in it. So it's, it's pretty insane, man. That was, that was one of the most insane things I've ever seen. Was the cube visible to the naked eye? Yes. Okay. Cause yeah. that, that's almost interesting. And like, that would be fascinating if like they could only pick it up on infrared like, yeah, well, it's it was there, they, they, what was visible is just this darkness, this blackness in the shape yeah. of a cube. That was what they saw. Fascinating. And so, yeah. did they? They just like touched it and entered it. They just so there wasn't like a door. No, they just were kind of blindly walking. All of a sudden, they were in it. They just walked in it. And how far did they walk? Did they? Did they uh, feel like it was? They longer felt like they were walking. Yeah, they felt like it was like a long time. They started to get nervous, and then they backtracked. But they they backtracked and came out like forward, like they weren't backtracking, which was yeah. insane. Yeah. That's wild, too. That's yeah. wild. So, I mean, there are those thoughts about Bigfoot being interdimensional and having these, like, because I've, I've heard of, like, the sightings well, What if Bigfoot, Bigfoot can manifest these cubes and just, like, pop into that next dimension, you know? That's exactly what I kind of think, man. I mean, I, that correlates with my theory about Bigfoot about and him just fucking around. Like, I think he's an interdimensional like being. He's like chaotic neutral, and he just pops up, and then that's when those Men in Black have to cover shit up. They have to, yeah, they have to clean up the situation. Uh, I want to get into a Men in Black story too with you, <laughs> but along the same lines of the meadow, they have Bigfoots there. They have what they call white fuzzies, which are these like not quite as big as your traditional Bigfoot, but pretty big. And they have white fuzzy hair. And that's the type of Bigfoot that are that are manifesting there. But this same guy, Trey Hudson, had an amazing men in black encounter. (laughs) And it's probably the most insane one I've ever heard yet. So they're working at the meadow doing their kind of high strangeness research. And a lot of people know about a lot of government agencies and, you know, so far nobody's questioning them or doing anything. Uh, But they, you know, it's, they're a private research team. Well, one day this, this lady who's in like this nice suit, pantsuit comes up and and knocks on their, their little research door and um, just starts asking them strange questions. And she says she knows Trey because she used to um, w- go to school, to college with him. And he doesn't remember her. He's like, no, I don't think I know you. She's like, yeah, I was in this class with you. And she knew all this stuff about him. 
And he's like, what's going on here? And the, as they, the, continue, the conversation went on, it got weirder and weirder. And she started making less and less sense in the things she was saying until he asked her to leave. And when she did so, she stood up and proceeded to take down her pants and piss on the floor. And like it, she like she malfunctioned or something. She didn't know what to do. And she was like, okay. She just like left. She backed out. And it was, and she he like the what was going through his mind is this, she's not human, and this is some weird men in black stuff that's not working. Like they were trying to get information from him, but it wasn't working. So she was like malfunctioning or something. That was pretty who, funny. Who had to clean that up? Because yeah, I don't yeah. know what that is. But <laughs> Right, right, right. Well, I said apparently it smelled like piss, but I don't know. You never yeah. know. Whew, some interdimensional goo. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's fascinating, man. Yeah, the men in yeah. black are crazy, crazy idea, man. And who the heck even knows what they are? Because they talk about those little, like, the black-eyed children, too. They're like little mini <laughs> men in black. and. Yeah, it's all fascinating, dude. And I, I almost think they could just be clones or they could be like aliens trying to impersonate a human. Like there's just so many different ideas of what the men in black could be. But yeah, man, I can't wait till next week. I got Tony Merkel coming on. He's going to break down the dog man situation for us. He's going to break down all these these crazy like uh, underground entities and, and entities in the woods because he has apparently found out some insane information that he's making his documentary about. So looking forward to that. But, you know, apparently there's this is all connected to like the occult, secret societies, uh, fucking aliens. It's just all connected to the most high strange shit. And when most people start looking into it and realize that the, all these things are connected, they check out. They're like, no, nah, I'm not going to go that deep because this is just, you know, the deeper you go, the less sense it makes. It gets weirder and weirder. That's super fascinating, man. So do you think it, how does Bigfoot tie into the occult? Do you think that these people are like they got Bigfoot worshippers? They got yeah, <laughs> they got people that claim that they uh, go out and hang out with like Bigfoot, like these clandestine groups that actually communicate and know what's up with Bigfoot and go hang out with them, and they don't they don't tell anybody about it. It's like Bigfoot secret societies, but they actually interact with fucking Bigfoot. There is crazy shit, and like there's supposed to be rituals involved that you can open a door to Bigfoot and you can astrally project and have a Bigfoot fucking heal you and pro pro dude like the people I've been talking to about some of the weirder shit with Bigfoot. Apparently it's, it's super connected to uh, um, the super spectrum, which you could say ultra terrestrials, extraterrestrials, interdimensionals. Like these guys are not your typical hominid lost hominid. They got some powers. Yeah, man. I mean, we were also having this this whole conversation, too, about like maybe the Bigfoot being the Nephilim being the giants like um, talking to Jim Bob, man, he was telling me about um, if you're familiar with the giants at Solomon Islands. Yeah. Are you familiar? Yeah. And yeah. the way they're described and they're big and hairy and like what the drawings that they do, they look like Bigfoots. Right. Yes, that's another thing, you know, the 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 theory that these are actually the ancient beings or giants or Nephilim from the past that are still around today. Uh maybe uh, you know, I don't know, man. It's 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 super interesting, especially when you add in the fact that there's this all this spirituality and um magic and all this occult rituals that could be surrounding Bigfoot. That's getting fucking deep. Fucking hey, man. <laughs> Yeah, so 
let's talk uh let's talk a little bit of bigfoot lore i guess and let's talk about do you have any do you know any like uh telltale signs like so like when people are hunting bigfoot they they look for specific things when they're uh on his tracks i don't know man i, I i've always wanted to go on a bigfoot hunt um, one of the, the really more fascinating things that, uh, I've been looking at lately are the structures that supposedly are, are built by these Bigfoots, the way that they can, um, manipulate like trees and like he basically break down a tree to give you a warning, uh, the communication and not only the gifting, but the effigies that I've heard about. Um, there has been a research team that has made um, little dolls and stuff out of rocks and sticks. And then the Sasquatch will come back and make like an effigy of the people that were making the dolls. Like try and make it as look as much like those people as possible. So there's apparently extremely high intelligence involved in this. And if you add in some sort of spiritual nature, you know, what are we dealing with? Yeah, man, it's it's all. Gifting and things like that to these Bigfoots and um, yeah, man, it, it's all so fascinating. I, I wish I could remember the name. I'm going to have to go back and listen to the interview I did last night. But um, this one gentleman was having uh, experiences with them and they told him their their real name, like what they're called. And, um, and if you address them by this, if you're out there and you are focused and you are, so he says, actually, so when you do a Bigfoot hunt, his, his suggestion is first ask their permission to come onto their property because he says they can be very like, um, territorial, mm. like this is their property. You're going on, he says like, he goes, what what am I going to do if you, if I don't know you and you just walk into my house and you have a gun on your hip, he goes, I'm going to be very aggressive towards you. So he says, they know when you're coming, they know your intentions, but you kind of have to talk to them and ask for their permission. And he says, you'll get a yes or a no. And he says, it'll be very, clear, very, very clear. And, um, and I will, I'll get you that name for the Bigfoot to, to, to ask them, are you this, you know, and you can communicate with them and they'll talk to you. Super fascinating stuff. Yeah. And I remember in the beginning of the conversation that there was another guest I uh, had previously is a couple of years ago. Her name is Dr. Kimberly McGeorge. And she not only works with frequency healing, but she can apparently see into different frequencies and believes that the Sasquatch are more of a phenomenon like, uh, fairies or elves that there are many all around us at all times and there's not just big sasquatches there's little people sasquatches and little trickster sasquatches and you know things that look like fairies but all kind of like the same paranormal family which i find very interesting that they could be you know right here in your living room in fact i yeah i just found one there he is there's bigfoot <laughs> no but uh that uh, these things could be related to fairies and the fairy lore and gifting. You know, we, we've, seen, we've heard the same thing with a lot of this uh, in the past about fairies gifting and uh, being taken to different dimensions and coming through portals and uh, having these interactions. And the, uh, the biggest one is the, the time manipulation thing where 
people will be taken or go missing and they'll be gone for, you know, what's perceived as hours and they're really gone for days or they're gone for days is perceived as hours. That goes along with the, the missing 411 thing. Uh, there's been tales of little kids that not sure what really happened, but they were missing for a while and they say a big bear came and took them and took them to a different place. And, you know, maybe a big bear, maybe it's a big Sasquatch. I don't know, but yeah. I, I do think that I do find it very interesting that it could be connected to these in you know any all types of interdimensional beings things that we call fairies elves uh goblins whatever yeah man I, I do find that very very fascinating and so one gentleman that I was talking to that has had these experiences he talks about like they all have different personalities and he and he can also tell like the difference between the male and the feminine energy and he can also tell when uh there's like a young one. And he says, they screw with him sometimes. He says, they'll hide my keys. Like when I'm trying to get ready for work, he says, they'll, they'll, they'll screw things up in the house. And yeah, it's very much like a trickster. It's felt, it sounded like a trickster spirit or like, like maybe what you call like a leprechaun or a fairy, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I think that's very interesting. Yeah. Maybe there's some serious crossover there. Uh, I, there has to be, uh, with, with all this stuff, um, you can't start looking into one of these categories and not run across an, the other. When you're talking about ghosts and hauntings, you're going to go to extraterrestrials. When you're talking about ETs, you're going to go to Bigfoot. Uh, there, and you know, just to not to get too far off topic, but there's uh, a lot of conversations I've had lately with brilliant researchers that are kind of rethinking what they believe paranormal activity is and if it indeed is ghosts uh, that we're communicating with at times or if it's something different like some sort of uh, extraterrestrial or, or different types of being that we don't understand. There's a lot of uh, mischief and trickery that goes into a lot of paranormal contact experiences and people get a lot of strange information from these guys. So, you know, that's another thing to consider. It's like a big mismatch paranormal soup. Yeah, man. Agreed. Yeah. That is so fascinating. Yeah. So, yeah. So there's all these like different lures and tales from all over the world. And, and when you, when it comes down to it, man, I think that so many of them are actually connected, you know, I mean, it, like even with like the occult and religion and all these similar stories about like how our world was created, like it, it all is just funny to me that we're all telling the same story, but in a different way. Yeah. Yeah, I agree, man. And if you were one of these things, would you want to come out and, and be known? I mean, it seems like they have it pretty well right now. They're not there. It can go invisible. Uh, most of the population thinks that we're crazy for believing in them. Uh, most of the population doesn't believe in them. So they kind of, you know, can pretty much do whatever they want. They just got to worry about, you know, maybe, um, Jim Bob eating too much fermented fruit and phasing in too fast or something and a farmer seeing him. Uh, but overall, you know, they don't seem to bother humans that much. Um, but dogmen is another thing that, that was brought up. You brought it up earlier and my guest yeah. brought it up earlier today. He says that they are a very close relation with the, the Bigfoot or, you know, maybe not directly, but they, they associate. Associated. The associates, yeah, that's exactly what I heard, and that they were almost like a guard. They and they almost were like the way he described them. He was it was almost like they were their uh, Bigfoot's pets. They were kind of like their guard dogs, their protectors. Wow. 
That is interesting. I don't know what dog. I mean, I don't know how dog man feels about being a pet. I don't know if that offends him or not, but yeah. yeah. Well, I think we're we're headed into um, uh, an area of research and an era of research where it's going to be unavoidable that we're going to have to break through some barriers that we haven't crossed before, and we're going to have to crisscross some areas of research that have been been crossed before. It's just been since. Oh man, 2019, 2020, that a lot of ufologists have been considering paranormal aspects and spiritual aspects and more about consciousness uh, and the connection that, you know, maybe these beings aren't coming on tin cans to stick things up our butt, but maybe they're coming from different realms to help us spiritually evolve. Uh, whatever you want to call them, angels, extraterrestrials, it's something completely different than we've traditionally thought we were and we need to go and take a different route of research which is happening people are starting to shift that to uh consciousness research and the connections with that i think we need to shift again i think we need to shift from you know uh extraterrestrials coming from different planets at all and the, probably the fact that they're here already they're everywhere and we can't see them we just, our perception cannot see them. I think that is the main area of research that m most people who are in paranormal, ufology, Bigfoot, that's where we need to start looking is different frequencies, different spectrums of vision, and that's where the answer is. Have I told you about Nick Hayes and his infrared pictures? Tell me about it. Nick Hayes is a wonderful guest. I'm going to have to have him back on. He takes infrared pictures this is the sky and he is a the he's a very talented professional photographer so he knows what he's doing he knows what lenses to use to get what and he's discovered interdimensional beings in the sky by taking by using these different infrared lenses uh different uv lenses and combining them and you would uh, these pictures are if incredible um if you go back to my catalog and just search for nick hayes n-i-k-h-a-y-e-s uh quest for the invisibles is his book and the pictures he took are incredible they have like amoebas in the sky like mile long amoebas floating in the sky they have jellyfish looking things they have whale looking things all these creatures that are, are probably around us all time in the sky floating around massive massive creatures some that look like um some that look like spaceships but some that look like jellyfish uh it is insane it's the most insane pictures i've ever seen and i highly encourage everybody to go check that out i will be having him back on here in a couple of months uh i think he's working on something new but that is something that makes you realize that there's so much more to what we can actually see that is out there. Yeah, man. Someone, I'm trying to remember who the heck that was. I was talking with someone and they were talking about how whatever, so whatever's above us, like this, the sky or whatever it is, that space is actually a liquid. And they were, they were mm -hmm. talking about these different, like, squid and octopus creatures that live up there yeah yeah dude and like <clears throat> some of these things he well, took they, they tell us that there's connections between that they actually think that maybe octopuses came from outer space oh yeah you know? Well, some of these things you, he took, you know, some mo stop motion photography. You can see that the jellyfish is is flapping its its things while it's passing along in the sky. The fish is is swimming like that. There's like literally an ocean that we can't perceive above us. 
Dude, as above, so below. Are we like living in a little bubble? Living in- <laughs> Man, that's a whole new show. I'm sure Bigfoot has some answers about if uh, if our, our Earth is flat or what the hell, or if we're in a simulation or whatever. I don't know, Dude. man. I'm th- I learn. I lean more and more towards that simulation every day, though. Yeah, same here, man. I yeah, I can't yeah, I can't argue against it. I think it's a very gnostic idea as well. Like whether or not a creator made this or it was like a computer you know, that made this, you know, I mean, that, that could have been the creator, the computer, you know, the guy that fucking made the software, you know? Well, the um, one I've been hit on lately is, uh, somebody created this, but some kind of evil fucking AI force infiltrated it and took over everything. Kind of like the Gnostic story of the Demiurge, but it's like an yeah. AI, you know, that's fascinating. Yeah. I mean, cause I mean, I, you know, I've had these conversations with folks and it, and it does seem that there is a malevolent force here because I do, this place is awesome. Like, so where I get off board with the Gnostics and I'm like, this is the most beautiful prison on earth. Yeah, on yeah, earth yeah. Right. Like it, this place is great. You know what I mean? But I do accept that there is just as much, there's a balance, right? Like the most wonderful experiences you can have. Are, well, okay, I keep saying that, but yeah, here, because this is our only existence. You can have the most wonderful fucking experiences here, and you can have the worst, dude. Your kid mm. can get cancer and die in front of you. You know what I mean? Like, this, so this place is this bizarre balance, and maybe that's the way it has to be. You know, everything has to have a balance. Yeah. I yeah, don't know. for sure. Yeah. Um, I highly recommend everyone uh, go and check out Jason Brashear's work. He was on the other day and he's got some fascinating theories about uh, our reality and whether we're artificial in some kind of artificial construct. Goes deep, goes deep. But uh, I, I would it. like to think that wh- whatever we're here for, that we created it for ourselves. And if we are hijacked, there is a way to unhijack it. And I think that what may be happening right now is we're kind of realizing we've been hijacked a little bit and maybe we're trying to hijack ourselves. Well, I was having a conversation with another guy last night. Uh, you might know him. Do you know Moral Bob? You you should you yeah. should know Moral Bob if yeah. you don't. Yeah. Love yeah. Moral Bob. We were talking about this. So like they were talking about like the Tower of Babel, right? So the whole idea that every single person spoke one language, right? We all had one culture. We all communicated and we were building this, this tower to heaven. And it says in the Bible that like God was like, if all the people were united, he they could take me out, right? That's what it says. It's like if united we can't like they're unstoppable like human uh human civilization and it like it was this fascinating idea that not the the tower of babel wasn't just one tower but it was this idea about these like ley lines right that like there was these pyramids here the pyramids here that they were all connected and that's kind of what the tower of babel was that we were all actually as a human race finally connecting and using one thought and we were going to like really communicate and whatever these like the Anunnaki or did he tell me what were the Anunnaki's? What was the first uh, slave race that they made? The, the, the Adamu. The Adamu. Yeah. Th- yeah. So whatever it was like, that's what the tower of Babel was. They like shot mm. us down and destroyed it. But I thought that was a fascinating idea that like we could, if we connected like all the star forts, all the pyramids, all these like ley lines and we like communicated, that's how, like maybe that's how we were all communicating is one, like one human race on this earth, like using those, those powerful places to talk with each other. And like, th- maybe that was the tower of Babel. Hey, yeah, no, that's a, that's a great thought for sure. Um, I want to bring it back to Bigfoot here for a second. There was something that I forgot to mention earlier. Um, 
I'm trying to think of the guest name. Who brought this up? Raven Kiefer. Uh, he was telling me about his research into um, an ancient, I think it was, uh, man, I don't, I don't want to get it wrong. It was Mongolians, I think. But they, what they did is they had this group of warrior beast people that were much taller than them, that were hairy, and that they used for their front line uh, on battles, and that were probably considered like Sasquatches. So that's very interesting, too, that our, we you know probably maybe utilized these things in our ancient past, maybe had better relationships or different types of relationships with these kind of entities if they were like the nephilim or giants or you know we intermingled with them why wouldn't they be good warriors for us you know i think that's a badass story yeah i do absolutely that's it's wild man yeah, i mean because they talk about like uh gilgamesh he was like this powerful warrior king and then he was this big giant you know this demigod and i think that like yeah whatever they are whatever these bigfoots are i don't know if they you know maybe they are a demigod Maybe they are, uh, they have some sort of like bloodline from something more ancient. And I, I do find that super fascinating. These, well, they definitely we know these giants. They definitely got their shit together better than we do. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, I, dude, it's also fascinating too when you, when you, hear about the connection between them and possible ufos and like whatever these sightings are. And then you find that, uh, like some of these, um, well, if you listen to man, what's his name? I'm going to screw that up. Uh, I can't remember his name, but anyways, if, if uh, but about these like specific like these these crafts, right? That they were working on and trying to uh, uh, reverse engineer these like flying objects. You know what I'm talking about? You know who I'm talking about? Oh, uh, the uh, most famous dude in the world. What's his name? <laughs> the UFO researcher. Oh, but Lazar. Lazar, right? And yeah. but he was talking about that maybe one of these crafts that, that they had found um, in like uh, in like an ancient. Uh, like ruins, right? They ex excavated this like flying object and it was like thousands of years old. Like, so these things have been around for so long. And like, do you think that Bigfoot might be operating these crafts? Do you think that they are? <laughs> Man, that's amazing. If we have Chewbacca getting out of one of yeah. these fucking things one day, I wouldn't doubt it. You know, I don't know. Um, I, I don't, uh, I don't doubt anything anymore. And I also, uh, you know, keep an open mind. Um, but I, I think that it's possible that these guys don't have to get in craft. And I'm not even sure that craft, as we think of aliens using them in that sense, is even real. Um, I think that most of the craft or UFOs we see at any given time are ours or for the government are reverse engineered or just high technology, advanced technology that we've had for a long time. I don't think these guys need to come here on spaceships. Uh, I think that. Yeah, I'm not of, suggesting that they're from outer space, but that they right. like, yeah, yeah. I, see, I'm not even sure that UFOs have anything to do with extraterrestrials anymore, to be honest. I think that yeah. UFOs be, have become a psychological operation used by clandestine groups and three-letter operations to purse certain agendas onto well people. Be. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to say that for sure, but I have not seen any real connection at all ever between a ufo and someone's genuine contact uh, experience besides terry lovelace was one of the few and i loved the man and his story is very profound uh and his is one of those stories that keeps me kind of grappling back and forth about this stuff uh 
But, you know, I, other than that, there's really no evidence that these guys are coming on craft like that or that they need to. And there's more evidence that all or most of the interactions between us and these beings are in different types of astral realms, uh, not yeah. physical at all. Yeah, no, I, I absolutely agree with you for the most part. It's just I like the fun. It's a fun exploration of thought. Oh, well, I don't even <laughs> agree I with think, me uh, 100%. Yeah. I'm still like I said, I'm still I don't know. Yeah. But you know, it's something that I consider. Well, it's just because it made me think of and actually I talked to Jim Bob about this. We were we were talking about it. Um, you know, it being connected to uh, Operation High Jim high jump or whatever and like so maybe like those those uh nazi um spacecrafts right that were out there that were shooting down our soldiers and things like that so the story goes or at least that i'm familiar with that like the nazis must have like gone there to maybe some form of like hollow earth made some sort of like um an alliance with some sort of otherworldly beings and were given this technology and they had, so then they had these flying crafts and I was like, man, wouldn't that be so crazy if Bigfoot had an alliance with the Nazis and they were flying, flying saucers down in hollow earth and in, uh, Antarctica. Dude, that, that's I mean, where my brain goes, but <laughs> they've already shown us all this stuff in star yeah. Wars, you know? Yeah. <laughs> For sure, man. I'd love to see Chewbacca get onto, uh, get off a UFO. Yeah, man. But like, but as you're saying, like, I don't hear so much about like, so people that like have abduction experiences or like experiences with aliens and stuff, it doesn't seem to really correlate. Yeah. With like UFOs, but what, but more with something like an orb, right. Right. Where people will see these orbs. And I, I almost think that's the interdimensional thing. And I almost think they're trying to like steal the real, it's like every time you hear about these UFOs, that has much more to do with our own government. Like our government has these flying saucers and it's almost like them trying to recreate something, you know, and trying to occult something or trying to like co-op something. And they are trying to like the whole project blue beam thing or them trying to trick us that like, there's going to be some alien invasion. And so they're going to try to make it seem like it's something physical and a threat that we have to be afraid instead of maybe something like an interdimensional, like, like, intelligence that are trying to communicate with us and like actually want to send us like maybe some something positive and something light and loving and uh it, they're going to try to occult that and try to make it a scary thing yeah hey man what if it's all the same thing what if it's just a grand intelligence in the universe that manifests each individual person differently whatever they need at that time for their spiritual development or their journey if they need to see a bigfoot it's a bigfoot if they need to see a ufo it's a ufo if they need to see a fairy so on and so on and so on uh that's you know this phenomenon is very personal for for many people and there's a lot of similarities but there's too many major differences for it to be the same thing so what is really going on i have no idea but it's it's something that i love uh, looking into um now the other thing is that uh if these you know things are are everywhere uh all around us surrounding us at all times and and we just can't perceive them and that there are not all of them have our best intention, you know, best um, outcome in mind. Some, some of them aren't here for our spiritual development. Is that something we should be concerned about? I don't think so. I think that, um, you know, if they were going to 
take advantage of us in any way. They do it in different ways. They do it to people who are in ways weak-minded or maybe going through addictions or maybe going through troubling times, but maybe it's not even that. Maybe they're trying to spiritually develop them by attacking them in certain ways. You know, Maybe it's all the same thing, all the same force in the universe that is trying to get us to snap out of this kind of haze matrix that we're in and, you know, realize what's really going on around us. Yeah, man. And and people can take the same exact experience and experience it differently. You know, it's like the same thing. If like you and I take a psychedelic and I try to fight it, try to fight the experience and try to control it, I'm going to have a terrible time. Mm -hmm. But if I accept it and I let it, you know, let it explore and speak to me and communicate with me. I'm going to have a great time. So yeah, maybe people that are having negative experiences are just, you know, they don't don't understand it probably. They don't understand understand it. It's a scary thing. Yeah. Yeah, And it it should be scary. You should have reverence for the, (laughs) whatever these things are. Although I wouldn't go out and try and kill Bigfoot with like AK 47s or anything. That's not probably not a good idea. You know, I do have individuals in this community that actually are kind of going to that stuff. Look, you know, teach your own. If you want to go. Yeah. Be safe. (laughs) I'm just saying Bigfoot's probably got a big ass dick and he will not hesitate to fuck you. So just saying, <laughs> and maybe eat your face, man. Yeah. Those faces yeah. Maybe eat your face scary. too. Fuck. Yeah. So, uh, okay. Can you tell me one more time? What was that race that the Anunnaki made? What, what are they called? The, the Adamu. Adamu. The Adamu. So like, yeah, I was having this conversation with somebody last night and we were talking about the Adamu and I'm never going to remember that name. It's just it seriously. <laughs> well, goes I think of Adam, one ear, like one the, the, the first man, Adam and Agmu, yeah. Adamu, you know, Adamu. Okay. Okay. Maybe that'll help me. Yeah. I need a, yeah, something to, but do you think uh, the Adamu could be Bigfoot? Do you think that there's any chance that they were the first creation and like, because they were very intelligent, right? Yeah. I've heard the same thing about the race called the Ajiji that these probably could be. And they're like an ancient race, supposedly from Mars. It's all possible, man. These, um, I think that they are definitely something that can be physical. Um, and I think that they're definitely something that cannot be physical at the same time. Um, I think that they're here for, uh, for some kind of interaction or, or, or growth with us. And I lean towards that. It's all kind of the same thing. It's all one entity. It's, it's, it's the simulation. It's the AI interacting with our consciousness and, popping a Bigfoot there because we need to see that Bigfoot to get on with our journey or do the right thing or make a right decision. You know, things happen mysterious ways. Yeah, it happens. Like in my journey, it took me having my uh, contact experiences and meeting my spirit guides to actually light a fire under my ass. And it took two other profound experiences after that to really light fires. And I'm sure I'll have more to where I'll be like a fucking rocket coming out of my ass but uh yeah man i think we all need these little fires lit and i think that the universe has different ways of doing it and if you're spiritual or you believe in paranormal stuff or you believe in ufos and you believe in crazy shit it'll present itself as some crazy shit because that's the best way for to get our attention i think oh yeah man 
Yeah, just just that thought though. They, okay, Adamu. I'm gonna try to remember that. So <laughs> they so they were supposedly right. Uh, the Anunnaki came here. They were the first race that they created, and they maybe made them too smart or too powerful, right? And so right. they rebelled, and they were able to kind of like yeah. Anyways, they had a rebellion, and so they said, "Hey, chill. We're gonna make another race, and we're gonna put you in charge. You're gonna be in dominion over." these people so us and so yeah. these adamu are actually in charge of us and it made me just think and it was like man how many of these people that we see in the media how many of these people that we see like our politicians is klaus schwab and adamu and when he shapeshifts is he a bigfoot like dude you know is, like, that's klaus the thing. Are these, yeah are these like real the, the the real you know elites and the people that we think are reptilians are they really the big yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's all bigfoot running everything man fuck we were wrong the whole time we're going after the reptilian the AK-47s are right we gotta <laughs> <laughs> yeah you better fuck up a bigfoot oh man that's yeah that's crazy uh i don't know man I, I i've had more malevolent bigfoot stories than i had benevolent so i don't know i i, I tend to yeah. lean that um that these guys whatever they are i think they uh, mainly want to do their own thing they might have some kind of um ancestral or connection with our consciousness in some way that they probably regularly don't interact but if we're in need or if we call upon them in certain ways or you know they're they're there to do their job they do it yeah yeah man that's fascinating stuff uh so let's close out what are your, what are some final thoughts on bigfoot and you know what's fascinating man it's like uh, we were trying to, so this was at 9 PM this night, there was a big CE4 worldwide. Um, like everyone was like trying to connect, right. They were trying to do a big CE4. Are you familiar with that? Like the alien. Yeah. yeah. So we were doing that. We were doing a CE4 meditation, uh-huh. trying to like call orbs, UFOs and Bigfoots. <laughs> and, <Wow. laughs> and, I don't want to spoiler alert. I, I, didn't, I didn't see any Bigfoot, but <laughs> oh, well. no, man, like I love shit like that. Um, I, you know, whenever I hit the road here in a few months, uh, I'm going to be meeting with, you know, wonderful uh, members of my audience. I hope to meet with you and, you know, let's do some expeditions, dude. Let's get out there yeah. and do, do our own research spots. Yeah, that's what we need to do is, you know, get into this stuff ourselves. You know, you got the hardcore Bigfoot researchers that'll be like, no, you're doing it wrong. You can't do this. Well, maybe it needs a different approach now because you guys ain't found shit. (laughs) I mean, you guys have been hunting Bigfoot for a long time. You put on these travel channel shows and all we get is big nothing burger from you guys. So it's definitely time to take a different approach. Let's get out there. Let's go kind of, you know, do some CE5 and with Bigfoot, try and communicate, try and find out what's, you know, what's the deal. Maybe uh, psychically connect gift a Bigfoot today. That's what I would say. Give a gift to a Bigfoot. (laughs) Yeah, man. And reach out and try to talk to Bigfoot. I think he can hear you. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, I think it's something much larger than we'll ever understand. I think that all this stuff is just uh, basically us reaching out, you know, we reach out to it and it'll reach back, you know, anything. I think you really uh, have a passion for finding in your life, whether it's, if it's supernatural or whatever, um, if you are true to that and you're doing it in the most, um, healthy and, uh, not harming anybody and the best way you can, you get there, man. You, you'll find what you're looking for, or it'll find you for show. 
Awesome, man. Chris, thank you so much. When you when you come here, dude, for real, we'll find Bigfoot. Hell yeah. <laughs> That'd be awesome. I wanna uh, I wanna spoon with a Bigfoot under a campfire. Yeah, man. Uh I appreciate you very much. Thank you, All sir. Right. Take it easy. Later, brother. Yeah.